Hey, I'm Dr. Laura Berman, a sex and relationship therapist. And for the past three decades, I've been helping people learn how to love and be loved better. That's just what I'm doing here on The Language of Love, where I get to answer your calls and emails and your most important questions. Because my goal here is to help you discover more meaningful emotional and physical intimacy, and to also help you build more awareness of how precious and sacred your sexual life really is. So be sure to email or reach out with your very own love, sex, and relationship questions. And I might just answer them live on the air. Whether you're single, married, gay, straight, cis, transgender, I am here for you. And this is a safe space to ask all the questions you've always wanted to ask your doctor or your friends, but maybe have just been too embarrassed to bring up. It's time we all become fluent in the language of love. Welcome. I'm excited to be with you and talk about a really important topic. We talk a lot about the nuts and bolts of sex and love and relationships. I love talking about that. But this episode is still about those things, but more about really living your most authentic life and getting to the bottom of what may be holding you back from that with regard to how you express in the world in terms of your gender, in terms of your sexuality, in terms of your sexual connection. So let's dive right in with an email from Andrea. She says, Dr. Berman, the question I have for you is, I have had a long existing fantasy with my past partners and my current one which is to watch them with another woman. Sometimes I know that woman and sometimes she's just faceless. The appeal for me is their enjoyment, their facial expressions and their excitement at another woman's sexuality, body, and her performing for him and doing things to him. If I ever have challenges immersing myself in sex due to stress or physical discomfort, I fantasize about my partner and another faceless woman and it changes the dynamic for me. Question one is, what is that fantasy about? I've often thought that maybe I should organize a threesome to find out. And question two is, my current partner has cheated multiple times when we were at our worst. We're healing and doing so very well. My confusion is that the fantasy now threatens me since the cheating was revealed. And at the same time, I use the fantasy periodically and even picture him with the women he cheated with. And then I feel disgusted with myself after any and all insights is welcomed with eagerness to grow more self-educated. Ah, okay. So let's tackle your issue. I mean, there's lots of directions I could go with this fantasy. Let me just start by saying super common, super normal. Fantasy is just that. It's fantasy. We all, you know, people judge their fantasies, you know, that, that somehow it's a reflection on what they actually want in real life. And it can be, but truthfully, it very rarely is. Given your questions, I feel kind of like it's not what you really want. It has to do with something else. And we'll get to that. I mean, not that you really want in real life, I should say. I know you really want it in the fantasy life, and that's totally fine. And you shouldn't be disgusted with yourself at all for that. But I don't know that having a threesome, unless you are really attracted to being in a thruple or sharing your partner, which it doesn't sound from your second question that you are, and you are someone who doesn't get jealous and has really strong communication skills, both of you do, Bringing a third person into the relationship is a recipe for disaster unless you are both extremely emotionally mature 
extremely verbal and communicative. Don't get jealous easily. Believe that you can love more than one person. Don't believe in monogamy. You know, then it can work. But that's the exception, not the rule, right? And it doesn't sound like that's you. So let's put organizing the threesome on the back burner, okay? Keep it in the fantasy realm. And now let's get to question two, right? Your partner has cheated many times. And I can pretty much guarantee you, Andrea, based on my gut and my intuition and the nature of your question and your fantasy, that this is not the first time you've been cheated on. And you are someone who, there's actually a term for it, the kinds of fantasies you have are cuckold fantasies, meaning it is arousing to you to imagine your partner getting really turned on and aroused by someone other than you. And of course, you're going to fantasize about him cheating with the women that he broke your heart cheating on you with. That's how it's, it's, it's similar. I won't make it equal to, but it's in the same vein as a woman who was sexually assaulted or raped, finding that she gets really turned on by rape fantasies. It is a way for you to make sexual and intimate sense of pain that you've had, and you're taking the power back. I mean, that's what the woman with the rape fantasies is doing. She's taking the power back. She's turning it into sexual arousal. And that's what the cuckold fantasy often is as well. It's turning that pain of rejection and being cheated on and being heartbroken about that into sexual power. And that's not a bad thing, right? That's actually an adaptive thing and is something that turns you on. And I'm not at all saying it's a bad thing. Certainly not something that you should judge yourself about. What most stands out to me from your questions, and like I was saying, what my gut tells me is that you are someone who has a really wounded heart and has been mistreated and cheated on in the past. And also, you know, Andrea, I want you to get back to me and tell me if I'm right, but I'm usually right when I have this kind of clear instinct. I think your parents had similar issues where one was not monogamous or left or chose a different family, but like cheated and left and or left. Because this feels really like what is happening in your current relationship is not the first time, not only that you've been cheated on, but not the first time that you have felt someone else is preferable to you. I'm not saying that someone else was preferable to you, but that you adopted that belief early on. And it's played out in a lot of your relationships, including this one. The answer to your question is nothing wrong with those fantasies, no threesomes for you. And while you're happy in your relationship and you're doing really well and healing, just make sure that you're really also healing yourself and that you are healing those earlier wounds and those messages that you internalized as a little girl that you're not worthy of committed love, that you're not enough or you're too much, that you're not truly lovable and, and worthy of being cherished and committed to and honored because you shouldn't settle for any less. And until you really do the healing that allows you to recognize that, it's going to be really hard for you to feel fully fulfilled and safe in a love relationship. And you may find if you do that healing that you can create that relationship with your current partner, but you also may find that you are settling for too much because you're stuck on the idea that if I can make this relationship where he abandoned me and broke my heart, if I can make this relationship right, then I can finally believe I'm lovable. 
And that's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole that almost all of us, including I've done in the past. So it's not at all uncommon, but it doesn't make for a really fulfilling relationship. So I just want you to keep your eye on that and maybe get into your own individual work and soul searching to explore that further. If you want to talk more about that, you make sure you give me a call. Let's go to the voicemails. Here's one from Jessalyn. Hi, Dr. Laura. I had sent you a message on Instagram. This is Jessalyn Ann. My question to you is I am at a crossroads in my life. I am stuck in fear whether or not I transition full-time as a woman and get a divorce from my wife to live my dream full-time as a woman or, which I don't think is possible, get some kind of therapy to help me to not want to dress and become a woman full-time. I can hear how softly you're asking that question and how secretly you feel like you have to ask it. And that in and of itself breaks my heart, Jessalyn. It sounds to me from what you are describing, the little bit I understand from what you said, is that you are someone who is transgender. That means, and if this is true, you know, then this will apply to you. You are physically a man. You were born with a penis and a male body, but you feel like you're really a woman. You absolutely feel like you're a woman trapped in a man's body. And probably if this is the case, it felt that way since you were three years old. You know, you've always been felt like you're in the wrong body. And we can only imagine, right, how painful those of us who haven't had to go through that can only imagine how painful that would be to live with that day in, day out, the outside not matching the inside and the longing to express on the outside what you know you are on the inside. So I totally get that. I also want you to know that if you are someone like that and you do want to live fully as a woman, whether that means transitioning biologically through surgery or not, it doesn't matter, but that you want to live fully as a woman in the world day in, day out. If that truly is your dream and your longing and what you truly want, and then you can absolutely be in a love relationship and do that. I have known many male to female transgender people who live in, you know, so let's say it was a man and a woman that got married and he finally comes out and says, look, I'm transgender and I really want to transition to female. And it takes a while to adjust to that and it takes some support and therapy. But many of those couples have very happy lives. Now they're lesbians, right? They're not heterosexuals anymore, but they're two women in a relationship. I also have worked with many male to female transgender people who are actually attracted to men once they become female. You know, once they live as a female, they realize that they actually are attracted to men. And that doesn't mean the big myth is that the guy wants to be a woman so that he's not really gay. That's not the case because our gender identity, how we perceive ourselves as male, female, or somewhere in between that is totally separate. Our gender orientation is totally separate than our sexual orientation. So you might transition to female and be a lesbian, or you might transition to female and find you are attracted to men. And either is fine or anything in between. So when you say it's impossible or I can't do that, 
It may be, you know, only you and your wife know that if it's possible to be in a relationship with her as a woman, sounds to me like she's saying no way. So that's why you think it's impossible. So it may mean losing your relationship with your wife. But if you're asking me if you should get some sort of reformative therapy to change the essence of who you are and be happy when that's not who you are, it would be the same as you saying to me, should I go to therapy because I'm a gay man and I don't want to be gay? Should I go to therapy so that I'm not gay? That's, I would say, absolutely not. That's abusive. So the only reason I think maybe go to therapy, if you haven't already, is to get super duper clear on what your deepest needs and longings are. You know, do you identify as male, but enjoy dressing in feminine women's clothing? Or do you identify as female and, but enjoy expressing as a male and sometimes dressing and living as a female? Or are you in a male body, but you've always identified as female and are longing to live and express that in your day-to-day life and live on the outside as you are in the inside or anywhere in between those, right? So once you get super clear on that, assuming you haven't already, then I say, honor that, live that. And if your wife is willing to work with you to accommodate that, I've seen that happen time and time again. But many people can't do that for religious reasons or their own personal reasons or their own emotional struggles or just that that's not what they want. And that's okay. But the main thing is that I don't want you to get therapy to change who you are. I want you to get therapy to recognize and identify who you are and live from that place fully and authentically with support. So you let us know what you decide, okay? And we are cheering you on and with you every step of the way. Let's go to another voicemail question. This one's anonymous. How can I stay patient while waiting for love? Also, I believe in the universe and I believe in law of attraction and that things come to us in divine timing. But how do I strike that balance between letting go and relinquishing control and but also not, but also doing things to also increase my chances of finding love such as using apps or dating websites. Thank you. Yeah, those are great questions. And and what I would say to you, let's start with the second question first. There's nothing, you should do all of those things. I mean, sitting on your couch and waiting for the doorbell to ring with the love of your life isn't necessarily, I mean, I've seen it work, but it's not going to work as easily as putting yourself out there. But it's really about the intention with which you do that. So if you are just thinking, I need to find someone and you're on every dating app and on every situation and going around to bars and bookstores and coffee shops and looking, 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 right? That's not going to be as effective as doing it from an intentional soul or what I would call quantum love level, okay? And, you know, this really does work with this idea of living your most authentic life because the place that I want you to start that is going to make all the difference in the world is to uh, not think about what you think you need or what you think you want in a mate, but to really think authentically how you want to feel. You as a human being, if you are going to feel wholly loved and accepted and passionate, how would you feel every day with that perfect match for you? 
That's the first thing. And it's really important to focus not on the qualities they have or the characteristics they have, because that doesn't matter and is only going to limit you. What's really important is to focus on how you really want to feel in love. Are you someone for whom playfulness and passion and excitement is really important would be how you most want to feel in love? Or are you someone who wants to feel cherished and safe and connected, right? Or maybe some combination of those or other feelings. But I want you to choose your top five ways. That, and, and it's not, it's about like, if you were waking up next to that person and spending the day with them every day, what are the top five ways you would feel with that perfect mate? Okay. And then those feelings are your guideposts. So there's two things you want to start doing. One, especially if you've been unlucky in love, is to do some healing work to get really, really clear if there are parts of you, because there almost are if you've been really struggling in love or repeatedly getting into bad relationships or thinking it's a good relationship and being misled or things like that, then you really want to do that healing work to get underneath why you are unconsciously attracted to and attracting in the wrong kind of people. And it is more often than not due to earlier childhood wounds that left you feeling like you're not really worthy of the love that you most desire. And that has to be healed if you're really going to call that in in an authentic way. The second thing is really a daily practice. So you take one of those feelings, maybe for a week at a time, maybe for a month at a time. And let's say it's playfulness that you want to feel in your love relationship. I'm just making this feeling up. It doesn't have to be yours. And so then playfulness becomes your theme for that week. So I want you to look for all sorts of opportunities and take them to be playful. If you walk by a playground on your way to work or to run an errand and you see some swings, I want you to jump on the swings and be silly and playful. If you hear some music you love, I want you to start dancing. Whatever is playful to you, I want you to start claiming those opportunities and looking for them throughout the day and live as much of your time in playfulness, making the most boring tasks playful for the next week. Then you are in the energy of playfulness. And since you believe in the universe and the law of attraction, as do I, that was the sort of the basis of my book, Quantum Love, which you definitely should read if you're interested in this. When you live from a place, even 51% of the time of playfulness, guess what happens? All sorts of playful opportunities come into your life and playful people come into your life and people who like to play come into your life and partners who are playful show up in all sorts of interesting ways or an opportunity for playfulness shows up and then you meet that person there. It just works that way. So I like to kind of, for me, it works better to kind of work on one feeling at a time, you know, for a week at a time, a couple of weeks at a time, or rotate, you know, a week for each and then go back and start again. But in those places that you can find room to experience the emotions of that which you desire, that is the key to really creating the love that you want to call in. And with regard to the dating apps and everything else, it's about really showing up authentically. You know, I've worked with so many women who are seduced by those people who say, yeah, we'll take this amazing headshot of you and they get just the right lighting and just the right makeup 
and they make you look, you know, a thousand, like a supermodel when you're perfectly beautiful the way you are, right? And you want to attract in a partner who is totally attracted to you the way you are. You don't want to pretend to be something you're not. I'm not saying you shouldn't put up a flattering picture, but it should not be so flattering that when they meet you in person, you look totally different. So it's really about going into the dating world with the intention of showing up authentically, claiming what you really want, not trying to say the right thing or do the right thing, but really just like claiming what you most desire and showing up that way. So if you want a partner who's playful and cherishing and a partner that stimulates feelings of playfulness, cherishing, safety, transparency, whatever it might be, you show up that way because you're going to attract in someone on the same vibration that you are. That's why doing that internal work on your worth is so important because we will all attract in people, not only romantic partners, but other people and opportunities that are in harmony with our energetic vibration. That is how the universe works. That's what quantum physics has now taught us. And if you are not conscious of the energy and intentional about the energy that you are living in, because our energetic frequency is set by our feelings, our emotional states. So if you are walking around the world 51% of the time in a place of optimism, openness, curiosity, playfulness, joyfulness, sensuality, forgiveness, love, those are the kinds of things that are going to show up in your life. If you just do that 51% of the time, your entire life will change, not just your dating life. So I hope that gives you a starting point. Make sure to read my book because it will really give you some guidance and specific exercises, Quantum Love. And you call too or write an email if you have a question about living your authentic life in and out of the bedroom, about finding love, keeping love, about your sex life. There's no question off limits. We're all in this together, learning to love and be loved better. You can email me or leave a voicemail. Just go to DrLauraBerman.com and right there on the homepage, you can find the links. You can also follow me on social media on all platforms at Dr. Laura Berman. I will see you next time on The Language of Love.